It's Civilization 6 time with beta testers, Training Key, and Noiji 1v. Episode 5. It would have been cool if we saved this for episode 6. Oh well. Well, I mean, we did see like astrophysics and stuff like that, so we could. Yeah, I said that. But that was when Skate and them were part of it, and those didn't get published. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Those didn't get published. Still? Oh, we still could talk about astrophysics because you know it's like, sure you can always tie in, you can always tie it into video games somehow, like astrophysics type game and has exactly like games that you science. want you you want to be made, not like not like uh like because like I like the expanse, I like expanse more on the the science side of of um sci-fi, but like. As, that's kind of like what I want in some of these sci-fi games. I want them to be more in the, the the cool science side and less... Hey, we have a whole bunch of human-looking aliens for you to interact with. Like, <laughs> like that game, Surviving Mars, that's cool. Like that. I like that, but... It doesn't have to be on a, a, on a city builder scale to be on a grander scale. Well, there's a, uh, I can't remember the name now. There's a grand strategy sci-fi game. Yeah, we don't, were we looking at that at one point? Yeah, <sighs> when I was looking up Surviving Mars, that's when it popped up too. Yeah, I try, uh, I know we were looking at it, and it, it did seem, it, I think it was like, it just came um, on PS4. Yeah, it's on the PlayStation, uh, I think it, it, uh, that would that would be a good game to look into. Again, it's like for me, for these games would just be like better on the Switch, especially just the way I can just pick up and go and resume from where I left off. I really don't put my PS4 in in the rest mode. Grand strategy game. Sid Meier Starships. Damn, I didn't even know they had a Sid Meier Starships. Stellaris. Is it Stellaris? Yeah, Stellaris. That's it. Yeah, Stellaris. There we go. I don't really mess with grand strategy games, so I don't really know yes, for the window. backstory or whatever to Dolores. But I know it's a grand strategy. Oh, that's a... Ooh, so Sid Meier's Starships is a turn-based strategy game, space, like sci-fi. Like... Oh, it's part of the civilization I like grand strategies, even though I haven't really gotten deep into them, hmm. but I like grand strategies. So Starships is really... like Civilizations versus in space. That's dope. That's cool. That's dope as heck. A lot of these Grand Strategy games though, they're so yeah, deep. So I, I never really get into Grand Strategy games. You can, you can play them, you can play them yeah, casually. So much micromanaging and everything that you have to do to move on. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine each turn just take a million years. Yeah. It's like, in, I've played so much Civilization on, on my Switch, but... The first ever I've made it to is probably not even halfway through all the errors. When I used to play Civilization I mean, and, and on, the, on the PC, Civilization, I think it was 5. Yeah, Civ 5 for all the DLC. Like, so yeah, the difficulty, yeah, the, not the difficulty, the, I guess the speed of the game, you could cut it down. So each turn, like how long does it yeah. take to build a warrior or whatever, you could cut that down to make it like half that time or you could 
go to like epic time scale, which will make it like three times longer. So everything like each era does last longer. But the thing about that is like a, a classic game. Stick uh, shoot, was the fastest I beat a classic game? I think it was like five or eight hours or something like five to eight hours, something in between there. It take to to win. My thing with my thing with Civ is like every time a if I save, like I would save Civ, switch to like Smasher or, or uh, Fire Emblem, and I put back on Civ's like yeah, I'm not going to start over for my save, delete it, start over. That's that's my main time. Yeah, most of the time I start always starting over. Just get back and just be like, yo, I don't even really remember what's going on in this game. You know, mm-hmm. why am I exactly. why am I where yeah. I'm at? You know. Like, what was my goal? Like, was I going for religion? Like, uh, I look at it, it's like, you know what? I'm just starting to look. I could probably do something better. I always, I always feel like yeah, the next playthrough like will be better. better decision. <laughs> but the thing is, even when you're making better decisions, you never know what, like, what going to happen during the fight or during the match. Yeah, it's more like some, some games multiple bandits just spawn in my area and just come and the entire time I just oh, fight yeah. bandits, fighting bandits, fighting bandits and by the time I, I finally clear all the bandit camps around you know and I start trying to make progress everybody already left me and then there's even be some games where you, you start off well and then for some reason all the bandit camps just decide they want to pop up near you freaking your mid stage you know you're almost end game and here's Bandit camps just popping up, popping up, popping up every two seconds. Right next to you. I know one of my one of my best playthroughs I was doing um I think I was doing religion. So I was just sending my dudes to every everywhere to spread my religion. And I think is one the 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 chick from Greece or something. She's like keep he knows to me he's like, why are you why are you avoiding the bandits? I'm like, first of all, the bandits, the bandit camp is right next to your base. Just mm-hmm. because I chose not to kill them, because it's not my job to come and protect your ass. You know, like, yeah, well, you didn't see them, but like, they buy your base. So I'll leave it right there. That you deal with it. It's your problem. Keep <laughs> denouncing me when I start war. But she's, and she was even cl- first thing. She wasn't even that close to me. Her sec, like her fifth yeah. or eighth base was kind of close to me. And when I saw her, like this, the way I had to play, I was just be like, just to be a bitch. I see dudes have their um, settlers going one way. It's like, nah, to block. I'll go build yeah. a base, kind of in the path mm-hmm. to block them. Like, so she like water or mountains around it, just just to block them so they can't can't go come in my on my side. They have to sometimes because the thing is, the thing is, they would come, they would come into your area, build a base. All willingly take all the nice resources, right? And then as soon as you build a base, don't build near my near camp. Any of their bases? Oh yeah, like come on, this is my this is my land. We already consider this our land. Don't you know? Don't build your hey, stuff first here. First of all, you you coming on me like, and then you come come to my starting area. Even yeah, this be I try to like watch how the AI play and mimic it sometimes because as we did, like all right, my first base doing well. The second city, yeah, doing doing pretty good and gathering a lot of resources, making some money. And I said, let me make a third base. And by the time I check it out, these dudes have like six bases all over the place. They're small, but they are six bases. I was like, yeah, what the heck? 
And then second, you try to build a base. Well, first of all, they take most of the resources. And second, sec you put the base down, they complain that that's their land. You know, you're building too close. <laughs> Bro, you came from all the way across the map into my area. That's your land? Freaking AI wild. Yeah. <laughs> Civ 6. Civ 6, right? Yeah, Civ 6. AI. Yeah, Civ 6. Wild. Yeah. And so then she come bring her freaking... She says so, so she declared war on me, you know. Her little city state declared war too. And she stayed close to me. I was like, you ain't gonna do shit. You little last city state were like... I was like, just because I haven't been building a huge mil military, I've been building most of the the world wonders. Religion spreading in all of your city states. Like, go ahead, come to me. Like, I, the way I like to play, I like to, I like to keep restarting the game in the beginning till I, till I kind of get a base with some kind of mountain protection. <laughs> well, I think, that's what I think most people who play just keep restarting until they get like a, a decent starting point. Cause that's, I mean, if you go into Reddit. You see a lot of posts like that. Like, whoa, look at this yeah, starting. Like, look at this starting area. People would be ex, ex, like surprised. I think it was, like, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's I think it's good. called Plain Hills. Cause... It's like one of the best towns to, to build your city on because you just get the, yeah, like, um, I think two food, two resources get... on Plain Hills. Yeah. Uh, so should I get Plain Hills by Mountains? The... Yeah, Plain Hills by Mountains because also from a Plain Hills perspective, um, range units have to be closer to. I think there's just like one tile space to be able to hit because you want, you you have higher ground basically. So like ballistas and them, but it, I think they like catapults and ballistas. I think they can normally hit from like three or four tiles away. But if you if you want a hill and they not, then they have to be like it's a three or four. They have to be like two to three. So they have to be a little bit closer, so which makes it harder for them to just be out of yeah, range guess. and. And just burn down your buildings and then send the infantry unit to capture, which is what I do. Now, if you get that and you have a mountain, or even two mountains would be better. If they could only come from two sides, <laughs> man, those are like the best bases to have. I love doing that, like building in between two mountains. Whether or not there's a hill. Yeah. If you build between two mountains, well, there's only two sides they could come from. Makes it extremely hard for them to you have, like, burn down. There's a mountain close by, but it doesn't, doesn't have the best starting spot. I'll build in the best starting spot close enough to the mountain. So I build my second base in that kind of nook in the mountain. So it's like, all right, now you guys can't pass through these mountains to go build on my side of the map. And they was asking, like, open borders. Like, no, I don't open my border for you. So you can walk through my base and yes, we'll build on and build... On the other side of my base, and then come and complain that I encroach in your land. No, I'm not building up opening borders for you. They do a lot of crazy, like, oh, the last open borders go do just like you say, build on the opposite side of wherever they're trying to get, you know, and then basically do the opposite. So if you they, you let them through, they build something, or you build something, you're too close to their land. What? And then later on, you ask for open borders. No, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. And then there's oh, right wow. to clear so one, yeah. There's this scouts in the units, you just fuck them all up. Because, like, again, I don't be building military units just to build military units. I was building military units, so, like, if everybody attack me, I have a good ace for defense. As you just have the, um, you just have one station yes. in your base in that little, I can't remember what you call that military thing where you could put a unit in also. Kind of 
in between the, the forts. Yeah, the forts kind of between your base and your next base. So it's yeah. like I, I like to put yeah, I like to put a, a fort between bases. It's like usually on yeah. the road too. Like if you build a road, I like to put. It's like this come attack you using all the units and it's like all right while you attacking me, my other base is now just pumping out units. So you attack, you send your forces to attack me, and the thing is, you know, not like stack up, we just consolidate your army, and then push. Like, two, two by one, two by one comings, like, yeah, by time, by time, yeah. those, okay, those two units attack my base, they group. My, my archers in my base, not even archers anymore, it's be like freaking crossbowmen or something. Like, they two shot your units, and then have units next to the base. Helping them to shut your units and my other bases, building units and are consolidating them near one of your bases. And then while you send, it's like, you five units walk into your base, attack your base one time. Ah, uh, peace treaty. No, 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 no. That's the best time for diplomacy, man. Like, I love. I used to never really focus on military units and I used to focus on other things like culture stuff like that but i always used to like in civ 5 like denmark they were warmongers so they would always come around fighting yeah first thing you want to do declare war you know sit oh your puny country i don't like the way you live in you know just declare war and then i then i oh shoot need to start building units and losing all my bases and coming down to the end so i started i decided like you know what? i'm not gonna be that guy that that people decide they're going to attack just because I don't have a big military. So, and as always, I oh, only building it for defense, but then it's end up being some idiot want to fight or some idiot to say something wrong. <laughs> and then I'd be like, the like military advisor, oh yeah, nah, they, they barely have any units. Oh, okay. Boom. Declare war. Go smash them up. Take one of their cities or two, or especially if I could get the capital, I'll take it. Then they just want to come with the diplomacy, you know. Hey, all right, no, let's let's make peace. I'm sorry, I'll give you this. I'd be like, mm, nah, nah, nah. maybe, all right, maybe. But at that point, they're going to be junction most most likely anyway, right? So at that point, I'll just be using this as a bargaining chip. Make peace. I might give them back one of the cities. You know, it's like leave me alone kind of a thing. If they go ahead and denounce me. Even oh. worse, because then sometimes I'll be like, you know what, you didn't know, we're ready anyway. I'm gonna take the rest of your stuff. <laughs> when we play throughs, I had like a. It was basically at the at the bottom, of the map was water. Ocean water, and then it's like. Like probably four four to five tiles up, of good land, and then from the sixth tile, going left to right was just mountains, kind of like the sixth tile, kind of slanting up. So it was like. So it's about six tile, seven tile, eight tile, and then come back down. So it was like water mountain. And then there's a one point where the water and the and the mountains was like a tile apart. So it's just a little narrow pathway. So it's like, alright, I'll build my camp to to kind of control that spot so nobody could walk through there. So I think it was my third camp. I built it there. Like this is good. Now I could go around these mountains with ease. So I was like, I see a spot on the other side of the mountains now, outside that little exit way that had good resources, good, especially the 
the exotic resources, the luxury resources, exotic. I was like, all right, we'll build the next one there. I wasn't rushing it because, like, you know, it's like, nobody going to build there. Stupid me, of course. <laughs> so, now, fucking AI come. Build, even build right in this perfect spot. He built right where he could to, so it would, so, like, his border would hit with my border. No, I can't even come out that area because I basically that that part would pretty much box me in. I was like, alright. He keeps then he said like I'm crochet on his land. I was like, first of all, you come and build on me, I crochet on land. It's like, alright, whatever. Keep talking all this shit, all this shit. You're an open border. I was like, no. Declare war on me. So now he funneling in through that declare war and he funneling in through that little one nook. But the thing is, I had a a crossbowman standing up. Kind of just watching that that spot. So anything that reaching that one spot, because of the I think it was hill. All the land was like hill, so everybody movement already nerfed. So as soon as everybody reached walking that one spot, across the man out of their range, but they in his range. So when he right. ready to go, yeah. hit them. That's the best. And it's like you basically just funnel and just uh, bring up another cross woman nearby. So if they walk past him, they gain they gain hit. And then my base has catapults across with man in it. So I was, I was well defended. Like, it was basically 300. You won't get into me. Like, I was well defended. And my other base now, right. I just bring my units around. Fuck up that base that he built there. He want, the, um, he want peace. It's like, no, I destroyed the base. Like, next base, I destroyed the base. It's like, you, you encroach on my line. You want peace? Talking all this shit. You want peace? Nah. Next base, I destroyed. I leave everything. I destroyed everything except for his capital. I was like, I didn't even care about winning this point. I was sending him a point. Man, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're a murderer. Yeah? I said, I the thing is, I burn all these cities, and as I don't destroy them, I turn them into, as, uh, what is it called? It's, um, you can annex it where it's become fully under you, or, or puppet. I said it's a puppet state, or puppet city, or whatever. And that's basically what I do. I just have it as a puppet. I destroy them because, like, now to 10 times, they're good for bargaining, though. Especially if they have good resources. Turn to a puppet, you can get, get the benefit of those resources with less unhappiness. Because it's usually over time, the unhappiness will go away. And, but you're still See, getting That's why I destroy it, because I'm not that good. I, just, I ain't going to admit. I'm, I'll admit. I'm not that good at save. Like, I don't fully understand everything so far. I mean, I'm decent at the game, but I don't understand everything so far. So, maintaining happiness in, in war-torn states and stuff like that. It's like, cities, like... I don't want to deal with it. Fuck all you. All you, all you declare war on me. I didn't declare war on anybody yet in Civ 6. And I have like yeah, 60 be- hours in that game. All you declare war on me? Yes, in the beginning. Fuck all you. When, when you don't really understand. Yeah, because in the beginning, I used to I used to just destroy them too. Because I didn't understand. It's like, yo, because either way you did it, you, was, you were going to end up with unhappiness. Like if you do, if you annex it, there's more unhappiness than if you make it a puppy city or puppy state. I'm still trying to understand. Puppets. State. Exactly what right, but it, build it, um buildings or structures stuff you could build are considered um amenities. It's like oh the city is very low amenities. It's looking like yo, just tell me which is an amenity so I can build it. Help me. <laughs> Figure it out Google like yo yeah. what what exactly is that amenity? It's probably because it's on the switch. It's probably because it's on the switch. So, like the, the descriptions not there as much, but. You have to build. Well, well, I don't think. I think what they're talking about building those things is more like in the. You don't know, like how you build like a 
Coliseum, Coliseum, or yeah, a monument or stuff like that in within the city. I think that's what they mean. So like, so the way I play, I just try to or something like that. I, I try to stick around three to four four cities, but have them spread out where they're not too far away, but if far if far enough as possible. I'm trying to play like, especially in Civ Five, England. <laughs> There's be there's rule the rule pretty much every time I play, do a playthrough in England, and there they, they normally be at the top, you know, top let's call them top five of the people with points, right? It's usually how the highest culture, and how the most like cities or most yeah most cities spread out across the spread out across the world. Yeah, like we like military <laughs> where they can fight. They have decent military so they can fight people and take some of their stuff, but. For the most part, just be like culture, building all the wonders of all the cities. And then Korea just be like highest science, highest research, you know. And there's how like Shaka Zulu and Denmark and them who only thing they know to do is fight. And I always um, wanted to try like a religious victory, but I can't I don't understand the religion aspect. It's so hard. Yeah, I don't understand I either. Get, I can't even get religion to spread i know i, know I don't to spread. spread it at all that but like understanding how you how exactly you're winning i, I know to spread I, it I spread like it, a plague <laughs> i know to spread it but other other cities other civilizations just do it so much better like oh yeah my I, you know this trade route i i, sp- I spread a nine influence you know and only taking one influence in but then come back like two minutes later suddenly your city following a different religion <laughs> like <what? laughs> and then you just, just waste your money building um missionaries and stuff to kind of reconvert or profits to reconvert I it see. back so I the even I used to always try because any game i play rise of nations age of empires you know any game that has like a di- diplomacy aspect to it i always tend to try to win without the military and for some reason i always end up Having to build to, one. Yeah, learn how to play the military victory first because it's like, yo, every time I try to do this this way, I get destroyed by some dude who just want war. So, and I end up just learning the military aspect of it. And as you just as a bargaining chip, yeah, it could, it could work. But I, so what, what you do like with the puppet cities, over time, the, the happiness go, go down. I mean, the hap- the unhappiness go go back to where you know zero or wherever it's the default, right? Yeah. The thing is, when you reach a certain age, I'm not sure which age it is. When you reach a certain age, it's a building you can build that also helps reduce the unhappiness. So, like, I think it's like a, a court or something like that, and it's like a court and something else that you can build that reduce the unhappiness in like annexed cities and and puppet cities. So that's what I do as pup, as turn them into a puppet. Well, depending on if I gonna keep it or not. I'll turn if they have good resources, turn to the puppet, build like a court, is is reduce unhappiness over time real quick. And then from there, I use it as a bargaining chip. One thing you could do, like if you wipe somebody completely out, right? Keep one of the cities. Like I always used to do this to Denmark. You wipe them completely out. You keep the city, and then what you could do, because since they're out the game, you could. You could bring them back into the game by giving them back the city. And the crazy thing is, so far, I've, for me, is once you do that, 
is never betray you. Is never denounce you. Never do it like the. It's like just love you. You can't do any wrong, basically. Anybody yeah. denounce you, just denounce them, kind of a thing. Like, oh, it's nah. an extinction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you I bring them back. I could have made you extinct, but I chose not to. It's like you're, you're their god now. <laughs> I just love doing that, yeah. And then what? What I do at that point, because it's like you have an ally forever. At that point, I used to like, oh, when I go attack other people and take their cities, and I don't want it, I'll give it to that person who's like now my most trusted mm-hmm. ally. You know. It went from me hating Denmark to be like, mm, wipe Denmark out, and now they're my most trusted ally. On the so switch, I'll give them. Um, I've been playing Egypt a lot. I know why. I'll tell you about Egypt. I, just, I remember exactly. I was playing Egypt a lot. And I was already trying to in for all the one, all the what, um, the wonders. Yeah, or, whatever think, they yeah. call it. Something I, I think that. something Egypt, one Egypt passes or something is. Well, yeah, it's not with that. I know something with something to do with wonders too, because even in Civ Five, Egypt has always built a whole ton of wonders. Like they just fiend for wonders. Egypt has always that's, that's always tried to. I always tried to plan on a plan where I could build build wonders, take all the wonders. <laughs> so I can choose, and I, I, I used to play Greece and like Rome and a lot of um, military type civilizations a lot and I, I used to try to get a lot of wonders but i usually went for like terracotta army where it's just constantly building units for you like every religious turns like after fresh set of units you have to be on point early on because there's some there's some good religious yeah. wonders and then if you if you miss out on those just just feel like you waste yeah you if waste you go all that religion, time doing religion if you go religion you have to you have to know from the start because sometimes it'd be like oh i could i could found a no, I can't even find religion. Like, I could start a pantheon or whatever. Pantheon, yeah. And it's be, it's be like, yo, I'm already too deep in the game. Yo. Some people already been doing their, you know, some people already have religions. And I over here, and I was starting a pantheon. It's like, there's no way I could catch up at that point. Like, the first the first age, playing normally, doing your normal stuff, then you see XYZ has found the pantheon. Yeah, pantheon, pantheon, pantheon. Like, back to you know, back. And then when you finally get to it, it's like, but sometimes it's usually what's happening is it's find like a, a wonder or a little um settlement does give them does give them something that does make them just boost in, in that sense and then once they get that you can catch up if you go in religion because then they they're already building religious wonders and you can't build them the religions like have to be on your e-game religion in my opinion other ones you, you could at least I will boldly way for for missing out on wonders and stuff for religions. I feel like once I miss a wonders, like I already. Uh, and I tried, I tried the religion gameplay already. I mean, I remember there was a point in time where I'd spend a lot of money building, or not money. Well, yeah, money and um, something else you could. Oh, I think it's culture points or something else you could buy, like certain units where you could just purchase them straight out with certain um i think it's culture points might be culture points something like that and i used to build a lot of profits and go to people's cities and just straight out convert them <laughs> into whatever <laughs> religion i i i follow in or i founded but i just i never i could never get like a religious victory i never get that 
And one thing I was trying to learn too was the um those special units, like the, the named military dudes, like um generals and stuff. Generals and them's like I was just like, yo, what do you do? You know, so I know some of them when they like you could sacrifice them to like do certain things to some yeah, so most units, generals so... you could Yeah, you could so you could sacrifice stuff and do stuff like that or build like a fort but the general yeah, some of them, them have like an aoe yeah the of... general just like an aoe right if the units within a certain number of tiles just get that buff and since they, they can stack on top of a military units you know because kind of like a civilian or a settler or whatever yeah or worker they can stack on a military unit because when they're not on a military unit and somebody walk on them it's like just capture them so just stack them on a military unit move together I built my first general. I was like, all right, I have a name unit. Go fuck people up. Bring them into the fight. It's like, wait, tell me you can't attack? Oh, just like real life generals. Though. They just sit there and, and talk shit. Yeah. One of my favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite ones. Because I prefer oh, real time over. That's what it was. Um, they said the DLC was coming out in November, I think. Or they, they were hoping to release DLCs in November on Switch. Yeah, something like that. So I prefer real time over like the turn based strategy. Like I see. I mean, I like I like I like both them. I didn't know that I, actually I never knew a lot that I liked turn based strategy games until I played Civilization. I think it was like Civ. Might have been Civ three. Might have been. No, no, no. You know, it was like one that was on the Xbox. I think that was the like my first taste of it, and then, then I went and I played like Civ Three or something. No, I did play like Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri, but that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, that's that was that was my intro into this, this genre of games. Love that game. Yeah, and I mean Alpha Centauri was like yeah my intro into strategy, in general, and then, then it was like Starcraft, <clears throat> and Age of Empires Two, and and stuff like that. And then I played like Rise of Nations, and that's one of my favorite ones. It's an old one, Rise of Nations. I played like the Gold Edition, and that one's a real-time strategy. So to about real-time does get me. It's like you know you had to make all these decisions, but you had to make it in real like in real time. There's no pause. It's not. Yeah, there's no, yeah, no pause to think like, all right, you know, this person did that. That made what? What I should do this kind of thing. Nah, you just had to make your decisions on the fly. Something about that, like. That's, that's the reason I prefer turn base over real time. It's like, I just, I just like want to sit back and think, like, what? Your turn base is cool. What? Because it's like, it's like what, 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 what can I do? Like, think of a different, different um, route I could take. Whereas, like, real time, it's just like, ah, yeah, oh, not enough time, not enough time. I click make this choice. Like in StarCraft, I can make this choice. Be on the fly, like, yeah. all right. And, that, and then. Not, not as punishing as like StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2, you had to make decisions by the second, you know, like StarCraft 2, eight seconds in, you have to have your fourth SCV or probe building, you know, 12 seconds in, you had to start building your first pylon or supply depot, or whatever it is, you know. If they do have a unit sculpting and know exactly what they're doing, it's like, in, uh, yeah. you had to have your first, you know, military unit coming out the, the thing. And but and all this, these simple one by one things are happening like these milestones in seconds. But at the same time, like I said, you have to be scouting. At the same time, the queue for the probes have to be full, 
at the same time the queue for your military you just have to be full you know yeah I, 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 have done I, time at 45 seconds you have to be building your next base like yo <laughs> there's no there's no like you, couldn't, you couldn't have done time you couldn't have done time and you couldn't have excess goal like as yes. soon as you reach the amount of a goal but as soon as you reach the amount of current money you, you have to build something to purchase a unit you have to purchase that unit can you sit on two requirements time requirement and a resource requirement like you're supposed to have a certain amount of resources by a certain time and at that time when you have that you have to have that amount of resources and build a specific thing otherwise you're just not going to make it to the end game and i kind of i kind of i learned that and i understood it because i used to try to play online and uh, so at a certain point i got i got a little bit better but i wasn't good at the the whole 200 actions per second type thing, you know, where you have your drone going across the map, scouting out the entire map, but at the same time, you're building all the probes, you're building all the buildings at the age, you're building all the military units constantly. Like, it's a constant, it's a constant flow. Like, you can't pause in between. You just have to... The thing is, that I, I try playing StarCraft 2 online and... I was doing the, I think it was, the, I guess it was placements. Ranked. I, was, I think it was definitely ranked. Yeah, doing placements, all that. But it's like, half the games, I didn't place too high. I didn't place ridiculously low, but I didn't place too high. This is back like when the game initially came out. And half my games would end within like the first five minutes. Yeah, cause if you play against somebody. The first we see, like, you're doing this, like, oh, GG, and just leave. Like, because they already know they lose, because they like, one step behind you, two steps behind you. Oh, no, nah, I, did, I didn't get that. I didn't get that where people look, oh, they see that, oh, yeah, I already messed up and quit. I didn't get too much of that. I get two two different types of games. Like I said, games are under five minutes, but it's because the other player <laughs> better than me, and they, you know, so they get their little rush out, boom, wipe out, and I'm not ready. And then I get the games to the last, like, 30, 40 minutes because... We both suck just as bad as each other, and just, that was just like a regular game of StarCraft. And let's see who who does better. Usually, whoever attack fail lose. Like if somebody attack and they did that initial attack don't win, they usually lose the game. Yeah, see that that's one thing I learned from StarCraft because like in StarCraft, one used to just play. I mean, used to play competitively, but not like. How you stack have to make it feel like so hyper competitive. But stack have one, a lot, a lot of the games would be like 15 minutes in a rush. So, you know, you're, 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 building, you're building for your base to look kind of cool. Well, me at least. I just build for like everything all uniform and everything. But in stack have two, I learned, especially against Russia's, like you want to build your base so convoluted that when they, they rush against, they rush again owned by trying to navigate into your base to destroy yourself so like as i used to play protoss when it came out you'll build you'll build the pylon but you'll build like a, a structure in front of the pylon so they can't get to the pylon first destroy it but then you'll build the cannons behind the pylon so when they range of the pylon to destroy the pylon the cannons will destroy their their zerglings because usually most of the time it was always like zerg rush or marine rush so you'll, you if you're playing zergs You'd have your ability, the way you're building your base is like they, they, they try to funnel, funnel through narrow pathways to get to the pylon because playing Protoss, as he's smashing to destroy first the pylon, but then you'd also build 
the pylon's kind of overlapping. So, oh, you destroyed this pylon, but this pylon in range too, so you're keeping all the stuff powered still. And it's like, it's just, it's just so much work. Yeah, something. Especially something after was... dealing with Carpal Tunnel, like, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it anymore after having that Carpal Tunnel from World of Warcraft. There's something, something about StarCraft 2, like, I wanted it to do so well. But it, it fundamentally changed somehow. I, I, I don't say, like they, I don't think they intentionally try to change it. But something with these the additions, the additions and stuff they made to the game just changed the way it was played. You know, it it changed the quote unquote meta. On, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it focused too much on on the game being a professional player, professional game as esports game. Yeah, it, 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 it lost, like, it lost, it lost the casual. It lost the like casual. Because a lot of people will complain because a lot of people will say like these days, especially a lot of games was focused too much on the casual players and just forget about the fans who were there from day one who, who now like the they like the top of the, you know, the leaderboards and stuff. Now they they don't like the changes because the changes were catered to the people who knew to the game. But the, the the difference between StarCraft two and a lot of games as 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 catered too much on on the casual is StarCraft two kinda straight up alienate the casual and a lot of the casual are still were fans of yeah. StarCraft one. Like yeah, me, because... you know, like I've I wasn't I wasn't looking to play StarCraft like no no freaking um StarCraft one Korean player, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I'll watch, I'll watch the videos and stuff, but like that's not how I would play StarCraft. It wasn't, wasn't that you're supposed to see some of these strategies, but I didn't want to have to. The thing about StarCraft 2 kind of forced you into the idea like if you're playing Protoss, this is how you play, if you're playing Terran, this is how you play, if you're playing Zerg, this is how you play. Because you had to, you know, there, there, there might be different paths in different builds. Like, I mean, different, if you, different uh, factions. So, like, I'm playing Protoss. I'm like, are oh, you doing the Zealot Rush? Then you have to build in this order to this point, you know. Or if you're going for the Reavers, you have to build in this order to this point, you know. You're going for Templar Rush, you know. So everything had a, a build timeline everything had a you, you know at a certain point you had to be building this you had to be doing that yeah you had to have this second base at this time blah 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 playing zerg same thing so it forced like... you basically all you have to do is go online get the build and sit there and practice it or oh, 10 seconds in yeah. i have 12 resources build this uh all right 30 seconds in i have 100 resources build that all right a minute in i have 400 resources build the base you know, that, that's basically what it becomes. So then it become who could do it while, yeah, who, could, who could, who could build, who could get their build order done properly at the right time while also do, doing the little micromanaging of the scouting so to know where the enemy base is and constantly building the, the drones. And the thing is, you couldn't just be like, oh, queue up five drones. Because if you queue up five drones, you take too many resources. Now, at a specific time when you should be building something else, you can't build it. But the thing is, you also can't not have a drone being built at any given moment, you know? Or like military units at any given moment. They have to be constantly being built, but you can't just queue up all five at once because 
that takes like to queue up five zealots, hundred minerals. I mean, five hundred minerals. So now, when you needed four hundred minerals to build a base or something, you don't have it because you queued up those those zealots. But the thing is, you need those zealots as they come, but you just have to wait. It was so much micromanaging. It was wild. If and it destroyed the casual because it forced it forced that on you. It's like a fun. A lot of a lot of my favorite games were those games that was like, it's just a huge, a huge slug press after like something. forty minutes in, like a huge slug press late into game like resources mm-hmm. running low. I mean, a lot of a lot of the custom yeah, maps like had pretty much yeah near much infinite, infinite resources, but still like main resources running low. People fighting for these new set of resources. That was that was one thing I liked about StarCraft One. It's like there was a there was an early game. There was a mid game. It's kind of like an end game. It's an early two, game. It was an early game, which was from zero seconds to 45 seconds. There was a mid game, which is where people who try to rush now would be like from a minute to like four minutes or three minutes. And then there was end game. Three minutes, one second to five minutes. That was StarCraft 2 in my eyes. StarCraft 1, early game was zero to 15 minutes. That's how you have all these rooms. 15 minutes, no rush. So everybody get yeah, the early game. Yeah, because people like, all right, just to bypass the early game and go straight to mid. So, and so go to mid game minutes, and you don't game. rush. <laughs> yeah, but just, even that, even with that though, you can see who was better than who. I played so many like no rush games, and then at the end of the time, you see what the dudes come at you with, and you're like, what the how the heck did you do that? <laughs> oh man, I remember. I used to I listen to love playing No Rush um as Tehran, but the rates just got a whole bunch of rates and as move them way away from a base like over over water or something, and just stealth and then then had them stealth, and then Sabil in the, the sand ship the one that's like hook with that um little high pitch voice, but who could stealth other ships? Yeah. Just to build that and build all my other units and have those near him. So he's like, that's what he building. I fuck him up. And then when the fight start, you see my rates come from behind. All the races are destroy your units. Just mm-hmm. Fuck them up. Uh, it was fun, was my favorite game. thing was playing, you know, online and like the makeshifts groups. Like, all right, you know, such and such together. Because I don't think you used to set it up. Before the before the match start, I think once the match start, you would say, like we decide it'll it'll be determined like in the title of the game, right? It'll be like top versus bottom or whatever, right? Or or if you're just playing with just yeah, ran, random casuals, you know, when once you get into the game, people will make all right, so and so will be together, you know, and then you ally up. I used to love that, yeah. I just love that. Wow, I like the dynamicness yeah. of, oh, my my teammate might be on the opposite side of the map from me. Yeah. Do you think that was annoying? It's like when you ally up with like a, a Zerg and his fucking. And yeah, you have to come so close to you. Because I used to, like, I play like, Protoss mainly. And so wherever my teammate is, I'll go build a pile on there, build like, like a military structure there so i could send out you some units and then later on i'll build like a base near them because like if i get wiped out (laughs) i want to be able to try to to, to (laughs) build myself back up which most of the time doesn't happen in starcraft your your initial base get wiped and you didn't really have 
an established, you know, like second area where you're already getting a bunch of minerals and resources. Once which one you're gone. So like sometimes you're you're basically a wipe, but it's like, all right, you have the second base way off in fuck of nowhere, and it's like let me not even worry about this base mm-hmm. anymore because it already fucked. Let me just focus on the second base and try and kind of rebuild to I used to love that. It was a thrill, man. But the thing <laughs> is, you knew once they finish off your base, they could be like, wait, you didn't get wiped? Uh, all right, time to start yeah. scouting the whole map. And one by, you know, one by one, they go to each starting area. They're looking, they're looking at all the extra areas to see, all right, maybe he have a, a small base somewhere for he gathering minerals and he trying to make his comeback. <laughs> Bobby, it used to work on those huge maps. Whereas, like, real, the really huge yeah. maps, like the big, the huge big game hunter maps, whereas eight, like, eight players. So, yeah, if, if, even if you get what your main basically wiped out, but you have like a, oh, the, the, the big game hunters yeah. with like little islands at the edge. They used to fly a, a drone off the, of the island and it's like, all right, this will, <laughs> this will be more ticket back into the game. Cause like, they didn't wipe, they didn't wipe you out, yeah. but it's like other people fighting too. So, it's like, they, they kind of forget about you because, like, well, I fuck up his base. Like, well, well almost he's like, I probably have a little base in the middle of the island. It's like, nah, on the edge. And then you just, just have a, just move on your drones from your main base just to hide it. And then check in if they leave. Like, all right, they leave. And then start back down. For, for the most part, though, I felt like you never used to. Like, try, I guess, like, so. try as you may. You, you, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> there's, lost. No, there's no <laughs> coming back, really. <laughs> It's a futile, like, you're sitting there, you all, really right, all right, I already have, you know, however many supply depots again, I have some marines building them in my, my barracks, like. You lost, but you, the thing is, back then, you know, none of us were part of the quick culture, mm-hmm. so like, you lost, but play, you're going to see through. that loss through. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are good times, man, like. Like, there was a, there was a 0.00001% chance of you not losing so it was a chance of you not losing so you're like i'm gonna this is my chance i'm gonna take it like no all right gg yeah yeah no, well, not and it was for the people who knew losing. How, like especially for in starcraft too, like they knew how how a game is supposed to go like how they build they build oh i hit the wrong button i mess up the build but time the time off but at yeah. the same time they scout and then they see oh he didn't mess up anything he on point yeah i probably lose quit but i didn't get i didn't get a lot of that though. Like who, I didn't who's get a better robot i, was, I, I get was a lot of the, the enemies just better than me so wipe me out real quick and then i get a lot of the oh we're about the same level so about 20 25 minutes in like we have a big dudes... fight and then basically whoever win that win the game and i used to play with my friend like a lot of the games against zergs yeah. they would rush and the rush fail. I used to play with my friend. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, right. She was atypical on 360. I think he's think I think he's still atypical on the PS4. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like yo, he was he was just he's the most casual player there. And meanwhile, I, I was like, all right, I know they have this little build strategy that you have to follow in order to really kind of be in this game. So I used to I used to have that down pack a little bit. I wasn't good. I couldn't do the I can do the whole scouting and keeping all the probes constantly building and all the units constantly building. Like it was too much for me to think of all at once. But I used to get the build, at least building the buildings at the right time down and keeping the probes building and stuff to, for the most part. But he couldn't grasp that at all, you know. 
So it'll be like <laughs> it'll be it'll be like five five minutes in and just usually by by then you'll probably get rushed once or you're going you're about to get rushed. Right? And I usually have a little bit of a defense and I used to keep telling them like, yo, dude, you need to build some units because you're gonna get attacked soon. Like these dudes will be scouting the map while doing everything. As soon as they see that you have no units, they're coming for, to wipe you. They'll, can, they'll even bring a drone to come wipe you out. It don't matter. And he would always be, he would always get attacked. I'd always have to be the one to save him. But then I lose my lose my units trying to help him. And then the enemy, the you know, come after me too. And now I have no units. I used to be like, dude, I built my second base. You should be building your second base by now. I I do now. You know, I'm building my third base. I'm doing this. You should be doing that. It was so hard to play together, but we we win. We did win some. We did win some. Like if I could hold it off long enough, to to let him just establish himself in his old StarCraft ways, you know, we could get something going. Yeah, it's, it's a good spot to end for yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So well, next week, next week we'll see how things go. All right, so I'm Nigel Envy. I'm Trinity Key. I'm going to be a tester and see you next time. All right. Peace.